Welcome to the Pam Carey Show, where we explore a new idea every week. If you are hearing this message, that means you are listening to one of the first five episodes of the podcast. These are adapted from my YouTube channel before I knew I was going to launch this podcast. So there's some instances where I say in this video, or I might reference saying something visual, like there's an activity listed on the screen, but Everything that's in the video, I also said verbally. So there's nothing that you would miss content-wise by listening to the podcast version. Don't worry, I double-checked. If you ever do want to check out the YouTube channel, you can, of course, just type in my name, Pamela Carey, on YouTube, and you'll find the videos there. But often it's easier to listen on the go. So this works wonderful, and I'm so thankful to be in your earphones or with you doing dishes or on a walk or wherever we're at. So let's jump in. If you are repeatedly trying the same thing over and over again and failing... Or if you keep fantasizing about doing something, you keep thinking about it, planning, kind of dreaming, idealizing about something, and you never really get started and you feel like you're stuck in this cycle, this may be why. In this video, we're going to look at if you like the idea of something versus the reality of it. We got to jump in right with an example because that's going to make it much clearer. Let's say that someone always talks about wanting to be a writer. They tell all of their friends about it. They think about what it would be like to be at this really nice desk, writing for a few hours a day in solitude, letting their ideas roam, maybe doing photo shoots, promoting their book. They might get a sequel out of it. They love the idea of maybe doing a writer's retreat and having other friends that are writers and what it's like to go to the coffee shop and work. And they have all of these different book ideas or screenplay ideas, or they they just have always thought they'd want to be a writer. But until you've actually experienced the day-to-day life of being a writer, and you've accepted the actual downsides of that, there's a chance that you just might like the idea of being a writer. So for instance, how do you feel about wrestling with certain ideas that aren't falling into place in the outline, or getting a bunch of red edits from your editor and then having to rework it or just sitting by yourself and doing the fifth draft after the fourth draft was pretty grueling or having to promote a book that you don't even necessarily like the cover of, but your publisher really wanted it, but now you still need to do the legwork to promote it. How do you feel about the actual day-to-day life of being a writer, which includes some of the glamorous and fun parts that you're imagining, but then also a lot of this grunt work that's in reality? And this applies to anything. This is not just goals or careers or even lofty kind of um, creative or ambitious goals like that. It even could be something as simple as a certain person that you've gone on and off with for a while. Maybe you both really like the idea of that relationship more than that relationship in actuality. 
Or maybe there's a person that you've had a crush on from afar and you have all of these ideas of what this person is like. You sort of think about the kinds of dates you might go on and what you might talk about and what it might be like to kiss them. You have all these ideas about what this person is like because maybe you like certain ideas about them. Maybe they're very attractive. Maybe they have certain skill sets or attributes that you admire and wish that you had. And so it's much easier to like them from afar because if you got to know them in reality, that might pierce that bubble and you would deal with the first fight you had or the ways that they're really not that perfect, like they're not so great breath in the morning or the fact that they're a little bit um, neurotic when a deadline is coming up. You can stay liking that idea when you don't have to let that idea get pierced by what the day-to-day would actually be like. And this applies, like I said, to anything. It could even be just living in a certain city that you've always felt that you wanted to live in. And then maybe you move there, but you're just, you're not happy. Maybe you liked the idea of living in that city more than you liked that city. Maybe it was really fun to visit with your friends, but that's very different than the day-to-day of living there. Maybe you like the idea of waking up at 6 a.m. to work out or eating extremely clean and being all or nothing with your food and fitness because that feels like it makes sense. It's something you can really picture in your mind. Like, oh, I'm going to be this person who wakes up and has a big glass of water and hits the gym and then has, you know, my eggs and never eats any junk food. And it's like this idea of a person that may or may not be who you really want to be. And if you did want to be them, you could ask yourself, why haven't you done it yet? If you really want it, you're going to have to approach it in a way of what would it be like tomorrow to actually be living that thing? So instead of thinking of what it's like to be an attorney from the show Suits or a doctor from the show Grey's Anatomy, where all the boring bits are cut out and all the exciting parts are amped up, the court cases and the, you know, dating at work. Not that many people, I think, actually um, have steamy scenes like that in their day-to-day life or the exciting one-liners versus just actually having a bunch of paperwork that you're dealing with or having to sit alone for hours reading research. I I realize a lot of you know that, um, but there might be just one area of your life where you're doing this. There might just be one little area where, again, you're stuck in a cycle. That is a big, big clue. If you're stuck in a repeating cycle, like, let me think of one. Okay, I'm going to give you a very real example. (laughs) When it comes to making videos on this channel, um, I think for a long time, I liked the idea of being a YouTuber. It's like, wow, some of these people make money. They work from home. They have a flexible schedule. They get to talk about things that they're passionate about and sometimes meet other people passionate about those same things. And then you get to be creative, like with video editing and this and writing scripts. But then I, for 
a lot of time would take time off because I think that I didn't actually want the reality of what it is, which is often being in a room talking to yourself, kind of. I mean, right now I'm very much present talking to you, actually specific people, specific kind of person in mind. But what I mean is you're by yourself a lot. So if you're an extrovert or just someone that likes external structure, it's again, very easy to get caught up in the idea. Now, again, a lot of these are probably picking up on a similar thing, that it's focusing more on the good parts about an endeavor, a city, a person, a hobby, a lifestyle versus the not as good parts. That's that's true. You have to accept the bad parts of it, but it's also about accepting the boring bits of it. And it's also just seeing how well does this thing that you're thinking about coincide with your personality, your preferences, or just the the unique way that you are. And here's how you know. It's not that complicated and it's not going to surprise you. You try it. You have to try it. It's like dating the person versus idealizing about them. And it's the same thing with careers. It's like trying the career, moving to the city. You really will not know until you put both feet in. Sometimes giving yourself a length of time to try something can be helpful. So I know that this is strange, but I've had multiple friends give themselves sort of a timeline in relationships. Like, okay, I'm not sure how I feel about this relationship. It's good enough to stay but I don't know if they're necessarily my long-term partner. And I don't, I feel anxious about committing like indefinitely. So the idea of, okay, I'm just going to stick it out for three more months and then see how I feel then helps them be fully present in it instead of having one foot out. It's like, no, let me be fully present and invested and see how I feel. Because here's the other thing. If you're not sure how you feel about something and you only have one foot in, one toe in, you don't really know what that thing is like in reality. And when I say thing, I know it sounds weird because I'm sometimes talking about relationships, which are people, and then sometimes I'm talking about careers or lifestyles or habits. And so I know that that's a little bit weird, but you, I trust that you're smart enough to understand that um, a lot of these points apply to a lot of these things, but not all of them will apply to all of the examples. Now, you have to have both feet in and fully commit to really know what it's like in reality. For instance, like we were talking about visiting a city, I really like this example with cities, is if you go to New York to you know, for a bachelorette party or something, and you have the best time, you don't really know what it's like to live there. Then let's say that you decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to move there for a few months to see if I like it. But the whole time you're here, you're not really building a community. You're not focusing on building friendships, which can be hard in a big city like this. You're kind of you're, you're mostly into your job, but only like 75% because again, you don't know if you're going to stay. So you're kind of like saving a bit of yourself. Um, that effort, that energy versus throwing yourself all in, you will never really know if it worked. And again, won't know if you like the idea versus it in actuality. So one, it takes time. Two, it works best if you just throw yourself all in. Sometimes you need to push to the other side of the hard part, like we talked about before um, in relationships, but also in the city, like, you know, anywhere you moved, like whether it's Portland, the point is, is that there will probably be some sort of hard part, um, Seth Godin talks about, you know, the dip. A lot of other people talk about kind of like a sticking point where it's like, oh, this is really not pleasant. And you don't know if it's not pleasant because it's naturally harder than you thought in actuality. You just hadn't anticipated the difficulties until you're in it. 
Or if it's just not for you, you don't know. So that's why sometimes picking a certain amount of time that is appropriate for the given thing that you're sizing up, and then you will know. And so for whatever you're thinking about, what is the amount of time that you need to give it to see if it's for you? If we just go with the writing example from the beginning, whether it's a hobby or you really would like to do something like that as a career, what is an amount of time that you could realistically give that to see if it's for you? And the cool part about something like that is you, you, writing is not like all or nothing. It's not like a city, which is kind of binary, like you live in one city. But with writing, it's like, okay, that's very easy. Like go write tomorrow for two hours. Maybe, maybe scratch that. That's a long time. Like 30 minutes. Go write for 30 minutes tomorrow. How do you feel? Did you like it? Do you want to go back and do it again? It's like very, very simple. I think sometimes also we don't approach these things with enough experimentation and playfulness to know if we like them either because we're so scared to try because we think we try it, we're going to marry it. It's kind of like, oh my goodness, I'm scared to like really fully invest myself in this relationship because what if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't work out? It's okay. You'll be okay. You were okay before you dated this person. You'll be okay after. And it's kind of the same thing with a lot of career stuff. Like, what if it doesn't work out? You'll be just fine. You'll be in the same place, except for better because you tried it, because now you know. And then you can go do something else with that information and the skills you learn because you're learning every day as long as you're fully conscious and invested. And that's why I keep talking about two feet in. You're going to learn more about yourself and the world that way and pick up more skills that's that way versus all of this like deliberating, planning, researching, stalling. I'm going to talk about this a lot in the channel because that's something that plagued me for years and I would love for it not to plague you for years. So so that's another thing is when I say like you have to try it to know, maybe you can try it with more playfulness, more experimentation, more of like, let's see what happens if I try this. And of course, there's certain things that have more or less of an investment. So like signing up for an MFA program and writing would not be the best example because you would be going into debt to try the thing. Like see if you can try it without making some sort of large investment. And there's always a way to do that. For instance, even if it was some sort of graduate school thing, there's a way to try that out through internships or part-time jobs or um, just doing coffee with people to see what it's like. Um, there's always a way to to kind of dip your toe in. It's kind of like we the first date versus will they be your girlfriend or boyfriend, etc. cetera. Um, do the first date. Try it with whatever the thing is. <laughs> um, so kind of like with the, with the city example, it would be like, yes, the first step is visiting the city, even though that's different than moving there. So I guess that would be my last tip is like, first dip your toe in, then maybe dip a foot in and then dip both feet in. And you have to do it for long enough to so set a certain amount of time and then make a new decision. And again, you can always re-decide later. I think in relationships, this is actually, I like relationships for this example, is we think, oh, I've committed to this person. That means I have to be with them forever. Like, no, if they turn into a complete in five years, you do not have to be with them. You don't owe them that, especially if they were like abusive or toxic, etc. So same thing with like a career. Like you might think like, oh my gosh, I can't commit because what if I, I don't know if I want to do this in 10 years. Yeah, of course you don't know if you want to do that in 10 years. Nobody really knows what they want to do in 10 years. They just, everyone kind of, they either think they do or they're acting like they do, but life's complicated. It changes. So you're, you can think of it as like you're renting this time. You're you're doing what seems best right now, and then you can always make a new decision later. Renting might not be the best example, but I guess I just mean that you can always make a new decision later, even if you do commit. Because I think that that's people's biggest fear of commitment is because they're not sure, like, what about five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line? It's like, you don't have to know. 
You can always make a new decision later. Even if you did commit for the next 10 years to something, you could live in a city for 10 years and then move to another city. You can do a job for 10 years and then move to another city, get another job. Sorry, I'm talking kind of fast. You can date a person for 10 years, marry them. It may work out. It may not. None of us know. That's the other thing is we're so hungry for certainty that we forget that life can often be uncertain. And being confident enough in ourselves that we're strong enough to handle what comes with uncertainty is where a lot, a lot of the root of this is. Let me see if I missed anything in my notes. Oh yeah, just two things. So one is it doesn't mean that it's not right for you. It might just mean that it's not right for you right now. Maybe you want to wait till your kid starts school and then you have a little bit more time and then you can go try this thing. So just because you haven't done something yet doesn't mean that you don't actually want it. It could mean that it just wasn't the right time. And then also it could just mean that you're going about it the wrong way. Like for example, with the fitness um, example, such as with food and exercise and all of that, the idea of waking up at 6 a.m. and living this extremely fit and healthy life that's very all or nothing. Again, maybe you like that idea more of it in actuality, but that doesn't mean that health and fitness are not for you. Maybe doing three times a week at 3 p.m. on the days you work from home for an hour is good for you. And then you have salads a few times a week and that's a big enough change that you feel better and you feel good and you're still dedicating yourself to health or fitness. It's just not the way it looks on Instagram where people have like the yoga pants advertisements and they're walking with their protein shakes out of the building and they're so fit and their glutes are popping and their biceps and whatnot. And it's like, oh, that could be me. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but like maybe it looks different for you and maybe that's okay. Or if you see, and I think this is what I want to, this is what I want to close on is that more and more, I think that we're going to like the idea of things more than them in actuality. The more digital our life becomes, the more media there is, because we're just seeing these highlight reels. We're seeing the glamorous parts. We're seeing what people want us to see. This is talked about all the time. This isn't new. I know this isn't new, but I want you to connect that dot to this concept that we're talking about here, which is when you see, I'm going to go to the example of the writer just to to kind of close this loop in a consistent way, but um, it could apply to any career. When you see the the writer um, being interviewed on some podcast that you love, or when they're talking about their great relationship with their editor and how they get coffee every week and talk about ideas, and you just you see all of the parts that are wonderful. It's really easy to get swept up into liking the idea of something versus it in actuality. So like I'll say in a lot of videos, try the thing. Let us know in the comments what you're looking to try. And as long as it's safe and it doesn't hurt anybody and um, you invest in a way that you feel comfortable, you feel is not over-investing like we were talking about. There's a way to first dip the toe in, then dip the foot in, then dip two feet in if you still want it. That's the thing is you're going to get information. You might dip the toe in and be like, this is not for me. Well, great, great. You did the first date with the thing. Um, So do it that way. Do it smart. And uh, that's, that's it, guys. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, 
consider subscribing so that you can get notified when a new episode comes out each week. And please let us know what you think of the show by leaving a review on your favorite podcast app or website. Both of these help the podcast to thrive, and I hope that the podcast helps you thrive in different areas of life. Thank you for listening, and have a great week.